Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Good morning to all of you on-site Woodland Space, Woodland Center, and those of you who are worshiping in the online space. Today, I will be preaching on the topic on building his church, focusing on serving. Today's passage will be taken from Nehemiah chapters 3 and 4. Before we read the scriptures, allow me to give you a quick recap of this amazing story of rebuilding the broken walls of Jerusalem. It is written in the Old Testament that God desires His people Israel to love Him wholeheartedly, to obey His commandment and to carry out the mission to bring light to the nations. However, God's people strayed away from God. They were not faithful to Him and did not stay true to the commandment and the mission God has assigned to them. Hence, God's people were conquered by their enemies. They lost their promised land and they were sent to exile for many years. But by the grace of God, he promised God's people that if they return to God and his commandment, God will draw them back from exile into the promised land and dwell among them again. So by the grace of God, God's people started repenting and returning to God during the years of exile. God also raised up leaders such as Ezra the priest, Nehemiah the governor, to lead God's people to return to God return to the land and return to rebuild the broken walls of Jerusalem. In Nehemiah chapters 1 and 2, Nehemiah hears report that the broken walls of Jerusalem have not been successfully rebuilt by the first wave of God's people returning to the land. Therefore, today we will discover how he will rebuild the wall together with the people. So Nehemiah subsequently went to get permission from the king to go back to Jerusalem to examine the walls himself. He also got provision of wood for the rebuilding project. Take a look at the map shown on the screen. You can see the broken walls of Jerusalem as indicated by the grey dotted lines. Today we will see how Nehemiah rallies and mobilizes God's people to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem as indicated by the black dotted lines. God's people rebuilt with all their heart and mind, even though they faced with a lot of opposition, they managed to finish the project in 52 days. So before we dive into the scriptures, let us open this time with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Father, fill us with your spirit to understand your word. May we not just be hearers, but doers of your word. Empower us to build your church to glorify your name in the local church in Singapore and in the nations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Today, let us build God's church to prepare his people to meet King Jesus. To build God's church, let us firstly play our part to build together. Secondly, let us lean on God to finish strong together. From Nehemiah chapters 3 and 4. Let's start with the first point of today's sermon, play your part to build together, to build God's church together. Before we read chapter 3, I just need to let you know that 
if you flip to your Bible right now, chapter 3 is a long list of names, different names, different occupations, different people posted at different gates to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So we will not attempt to read the entire chapter 3 because some of you may end up snoring in the middle of the sermon and then the kid will have to say amen to wake you up. But we will read some portions of chapter 3 to highlight to you the theological message of chapter 3. So let us right now read some portions of chapter 3 for you to understand the message behind it. Verse 1. The high priest rose up with his brothers, the priests, and they built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set its doors. Verse 8. Goldsmiths repaired. One of the perfumers repaired, and they restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Verse 9. Ruler of half the district of Jerusalem repaired as well. Verse 17, the Levites were involved too. They repaired the wall too. Verse 26, temple servants living on Ophel repaired. Verse 31, one of the goldsmiths repaired. Verse 32, the merchants were also involved in repairing the wall of Jerusalem. Reading all these verses and information, you would realize that people from all walks of life, people from different backgrounds and occupations, they were involved in rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. It was a concerted effort. So the author, the Bible author narrated so much details to convey a message to us that we must not miss. The message is this. Everyone played a part to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. It was a concerted effort. Facing an unfinished rebuilding project, God's people played a part and they rebuilt together. They did it together. Likewise, today the building of God's church remains an unfinished task and God desired us to rebuild together as well, to do it together. The building of God's church started in the early church era by our early forefathers, such as Apostle Paul or even the Christians in Thessalonica that we have been studying for the past few months. They built God's church with work of faith and labor of love. But today, the building of God's church remains an unfinished task, and God desires us, all of us, to play our part to build together, just like the people in Nehemiah chapter 3. Today, in the earlier part of the worship service, some of you who are here on time at 10.45, you would have noticed that the worship leader was leading the worship all by herself. No instrument, no backup vocalist, and you must be wondering why. Perhaps some of you were really happy when the entire worship team came forward, stepped forward to lead us in worship, isn't it? The reality is this that the number of volunteers serving in the worship team has a direct impact on the overall worship experience. Likewise, the number of volunteers serving in church will have a direct impact on the discipleship experiences, disciple-making opportunities in church, in Singapore, and in the nations. So facing the unfinished building project, God's people played their part and they did it together. It was a concerted effort. Likewise, God desired us to play our part to build God's church together because the building of God's church remains an unfinished task. Right now, I'd like to put our AV ministry in the spotlight. <laughs> our AV ministry are people behind the camera, okay? The gentleman over there and, uh, some of <laughs> and those in the middle of the console here and those in the back of the room at, behind the camera as well. Can we just give them a clap offering to thank them for serving so faithfully every week without fail? 
Every week they come as early as 7 a.m. They make sure that we have lyrics to refer to and enhance our worship experience because we can see the lyrics on the screen. They make sure that you can see us on the video. You can hear us, you can hear the worship team, you can hear the preacher and the service leader. But do you know there are not enough volunteers serving in the AV ministry and many of them have been serving without a break and rest on a weekly basis. Many of them are serving and carrying more load and burden than they should. Talking about carrying more burden than they should, let us go back to Nehemiah chapter 3 and let us read verses 5 and 27 to find out more about a group of people who were carrying more burden than they should. Chapter 3, verse 5. And next to them the Takoets repaired, but the nobles would not stoop to serve the Lord. Verse 27, after him, the Takoets repaired another section opposite the great projecting tower as far as the wall of Ophel. Interestingly, when you look at the long list of names in chapter 3, Takoets are the group of people who repaired not just one section, two sessions, two sessions. This is because in verse 5, the nobles refused to do the job. They despised the manual work of rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem, so they didn't want to do it. So when someone didn't want to do the job, the job cannot be left undone. Another person will pick up the pieces. And that is why Takoets are a group of people who did not just once, but twice, two segments, and they carried more weight and burden than they should. Today, let us not follow the footstep of the nobles in verse 5. Because when we leave the job undone, when we don't step up to serve in one way or another, the existing volunteers in our beautiful spiritual home covenant EFC, they are carrying more weight than they should. Do you remember some of the nagging from our parents concerning housework when we were young? Uh, some of the nagging from our parents when we were young may sound like this. Uh, boy, ah, girl, ah. Your home is not your hotel, you know, when you come in and out and do nothing. You've got to do your housework, clean the dishes, or even wash the toilet because you're a family member. The home is your home and not a hotel. Some of you are nodding, nodding, nodding. You can remember those words, so the nagging from our parents. But yet, they are good advice because our parents, um, they have taught us since young to play a part as a family member. I also remember something that Pastor Anne Chan, uh, who is the wife of Pastor Emma Chan, she used to say this to some of us when we were really much younger, 20 over years ago. She said this, that I cannot forget. If you see a piece of paper on the floor in the church, pick it up. Because the church is not just a building. The church is a spiritual home. Do your part as a family member. Don't leave the piece of paper to a cleaner and to do the job. Pick it up and wash your hands, as simple as that. So remembering all these advices from our good church leaders and also our parents remind us that Covenant EFC is a spiritual home and let us play our part to build God's church together because Covenant EFC is a spiritual home and not our spiritual hotel. So for some of us who are parents, some of you who are parents, young parents, you desire to build God's church, those up in the gallery, but you are really struggling with work and the demands of young children. So you desire to build God's church, but you're not sure how to do it because you're struggling to cope with life. I have a wonderful suggestion for you. You can build God's church by building your children spiritually at home. So I'm going to show you a conclusion shared by someone in the US. But before I share the slide, I'm just going to ask the parents one question. For those of you who are parents here, who does not want your children to grow up and stay connected with Christ. Can you raise your hand? 
Okay, some of you must be wondering what kind of question is that, Pastor Sharon? So it's a question to draw your attention so it wake you up from your sleep. Okay, anyway. Okay, so there's a research that's shared by Josh Denhart in US that he said there are five factors that help a young person to stay connected to Christ uh, when they are in the young adult days. Of course, this research is based from the US setting, not in exactly in the Singapore context. But we want to draw some level of insights from this research because they are not quite different from what your pastors have been encouraging young parents in the past few years. So this is what Josh Denhart said. In the research, they realized that 75% of kids actually left church from age 18 to 29. But why did 25 stay behind and yet stay connected to Christ during the young adult age? They found five determining factors. Factor number one, they did a research and realized that the kids actually ate dinner five out of seven nights a week as a family. Factor number two, they realized that they actually served with their families in the ministry when they were young. Factor number three, they were entrusted with responsibility in ministry at a very young age. Factor number four, they had one spiritual experience in the home during the week. Spiritual experience could be spiritual conversation. Factor number five, they had at least one faith-focused adult in their lives other than their parents. So these are five factors why 25% why of the young people stay in church. And we want to encourage you young parents, you can continue to build God's church by building your children spiritually at home. Firstly, by just having meals with them. Do not despise the time of just eating together because when you do it regularly, it can lead to more conversations, more spiritual conversations and more spiritual experience during the week. To have spiritual experience and conversation during the week, you can start by asking your children, is there something that Papa, Mama can pray for you? As simple as that. For factor number two, I really want to encourage you to step up to serve. And when you step up to serve, bring your young children along to serve with you. And that will help them in future to be connected with Christ during their growing up years. So for those of you who are serving in SST and are bringing your children along, I just want to encourage you to press on, even though it's really um, a bit messy here and there. And sometimes in the, in the morning, you've got to drag your kids out of the bed and to serve in SST. But we do want to encourage you and affirm you to continue to do that. Referring to the same slide, I also want to encourage some of us here to consider serving in the next generation ministry. Because if you look at factor five, you will realize that for a young person to stay connected to Christ, all five factors are important. But factor five says that the young person must have at least one other adult in their faith journey other than their parents. So this is something that parents cannot do. They can only do one, two, and four. They can't do number five. They need the spiritual family to come alongside with them and befriend their children and to have spiritual conversations and to journey with their children in their faith. So I want to encourage us, if Covenant EFC is a spiritual home, let's do something for each other children. Maybe you can't serve in the next generation ministry on a weekly basis, but you do know a young person in your CG, in your zone, your friend's children. Then take an effort to get to know that child or that youth. You can ask for permission from your friends to ask, hey, can I date your girl um, out for tea time or lunch once in two months or once in three months? And just ask the youth, how have you been? 
have conversation because factor number five is something that the parents cannot do. They need the kampong, the spiritual family, to come together and build the next generation. When we build the next generation, we build God's church. So church, there are many ministries that are waiting for volunteers to step up. If you see the screen right now, there is a QR code. I want to encourage all of you to just take out your handphone and snap a picture so that you can go back and look at the list, the descriptions of the ministry so that you can all step up to serve. And those who are already volunteering will not need to carry more weight and burden than they should. Facing the unfinished rebuilding project, God's people played their part to rebuild together, to do it together. It was a concerted effort. Today, the building of God's church remains an unfinished task. And God desires us to build together, to play our part to do it together, so that the existing volunteers will not need to carry more burden than they should, so that Covenant EFC doesn't end up just like our spiritual hotel. But Covenant EFC is our spiritual family, and as a family member, we want to play a part. Let us build God's church, firstly, by playing our part to build together. Secondly, let us lean on God to finish strong together from Nehemiah chapter 4. Let us go on to read Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. This is what it says, verse 1. And when Sambalat heard that we were building the wall, he was angry and greatly enraged, and he jeered at the Jews. And he said in the presence of his brothers and of the army of Samaria, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore it for themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish up in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and burn ones at that? Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and he said, Yes, what they are building, if a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. In the process of rebuilding the broken walls of Jerusalem, Nehemiah and God's people, they faced a lot of opposition, intimidation, challenges, and discouragement. Their enemy, Sambalat, were very angry at the concerted effort. He mocks God's people in the presence of the allies, hoping to get support from the allies to resist the rebuilding project. Sambalat fired them five questions to discourage them and intimidate them from continuing the rebuilding project. Nehemiah knew that God's people might feel tempted to stop building the work. So what did Nehemiah do? Nehemiah prayed. Let us go on to read verses 4 to 9. You can see Nehemiah prayed in verse 4. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn back their tongue on their own heads and give them up to be planted in the land where they are captives. Do not cover their guilt and let not their sin be blotted out from your sight, for they have provoked you to anger in the presence of the builders. So we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. But when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and Ashtodites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the bridges were beginning to be closed, they were very angry. And they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. And we prayed to God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. Facing opposition, challenges, discouragement, intimidation, and even threats of attack, God's people prayed immediately in verses 4 and 9. 
They prayed immediately. But interestingly, God did not remove the enemies. I believe God would have heard their prayers and strengthened them with one mind, one desire to continue the work. Therefore, when you look down to the end of chapter 4 that we will not read, but if you look down to the end of chapter 4, they were strengthened with a certain kind of resolve and determination that though they needed to hold the tools with one hand to rebuild the wall, and the other hand they needed to hold weapons to defend themselves, they stayed true to the rebuilding project. They managed to finish the rebuilding work in 52 days, all because they prayed. God's people face lots of challenges. God's people face challenges, but they prayed. God helped them to finish strong in the rebuilding project. Today, God wants us to lean on Him, to finish strong in building His church, because His church remains an unfinished task. Perhaps some of you have been experiencing prompting from the Holy Spirit to step up to serve. It might be during this sermon, or it might be during the past few Sundays, or even during the year. But yet, at the same time, you are hearing voices of intimidation and discouragement. Voices that might sound like this. Are you sure you want to step up? You're already so busy. When you step up to serve, you will definitely get burnt out. Covenant EFC is a big church with very gifted people. Let others do the job. You're simply not good enough. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to encourage you when you hear voices of intimidation, lean on God and pray for strength. Personally, I hear voices of intimidation all the time. Some of the voices tell me this, you're not experienced for this piece of work. You're not as good as person A, person B, person C. Your sermon cannot make it. But the truth is that on this side of eternity, we will always have voices of intimidation, isn't it? We cannot run away from them, but we can grow through them, grow through the challenges so that we become stronger in our obedience, stronger in our surrender and trust in Him. So I want to encourage you, press on. When you hear voices, lean on God. God's people face challenges, but they pray, and God strengthened them to finish strong. Likewise, today God wants you to run faster to Him, lean closer to Him. He wants us to finish strong together in building His church. Right now, I want to lovingly speak to another group of my brothers and sisters in Christ and urge you to finish strong. Some of you used to serve in church very actively. It could be in this church or in your previous church. But today, you are no longer serving. In your journey of serving, you encountered intimidation, unkind words, unfair treatment, or injustice. You have been wounded by your church leaders and you are still processing that pain. That painful service experience has caused a deep scar in you, suffering and huge loss in your life. Hearing a step up Sunday sermon like this, you're not quite sure how to respond to, to God. Can I share with you a personal reflection? Recently, I have been reflecting on the work of carpenters, how they send down wood. So you realize that if wood is not perfectly sent down, they can cause splinters when you run your, your hand down the wood. So perhaps life is like a piece of imperfect wood with rough surfaces and sharp edges that can easily leave uh, splinters on people who interact too closely with us. 
We are like a piece of imperfect wood with rough surfaces and sharp edges. And they are caused often by our broken childhood, wrong decisions made by us or others, or simply imperfect life situations. But our master carpenter, Jesus Christ, he's faithfully sending us down, sanctifying us and ensuring that the good work he started in us, he will continue the work, he will finish the good work in us. On this side of eternity, we will never be a piece of perfect wood. Never. Because we are work in progress by our master, Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? It means that today, I still have rough services on my wood and on me. When you serve too closely with me, you may get splinters. Likewise, you have sharp edges on your wood as well. When someone interacts or serves too closely with you, they may get wounded by you unintentionally. So what do we do? For you to expect someone to be a perfect piece of wood is not realistic. For me to expect another brother or sister in Christ to be perfect is not possible because when I do that, I simply do not understand the heart of the gospel. So how do we move forward to still come back to serve even though we have sustained loss and wounds from our previous church serving experience? Allow me to share this um, that I recently caught from Professor Jared Lawson Caesar. This is what he said in his book. It is therefore not true that we become less through loss unless we allow the loss to make us less, grinding our soul down until there is nothing left but an external self entirely under the control of circumstances. Loss can also make us more. In the darkness, we can still find the light. In death, we can also find life. It depends on the choices we make. My brothers and sisters in Christ, today make a choice, run to him, lean on God, pray to him for strength to forgive the person who has wounded you. Today make a choice to believe that whatever evil means for bad, God will turn it around for good. Today make a choice to lean on God and allow the Holy Spirit to transform your loss into gain, your wilderness into growth, and your mess into masterpiece. Do not give up on the body of Christ. Because Christ has not given up on us. Let us stay broken together, work in progress together, and come back and serve together. God's people faced challenges, but they prayed and God strengthened them to finish strong in the rebuilding project. Today, God desires us to lean on Him, to pray that He may strengthen us to finish strong in building His church because the building of God's church remains an unfinished task. Church, in the process of preparing the sermon, I realized that someone played his part, leaned on God, and finished his task well. He is Jesus Christ himself. He played his part by dying for us on the cross. He leaned on God when he knelt down in the Garden of Gethsemane and he prayed for strength to finish the task. And on the cross, with deep suffering, he said, the job is finished. The work is finished. The task is finished. Today, may we follow the footsteps of our Master, Jesus Christ, to play our part and lean on Him to complete the unfinished task. Let us pray. Before we sing the response song, let us just be in silence and just transact with the God. 
is here among us. He wants to speak to you individually. He has a word for you. Tune in to him, go deeper, and may the Lord give you grace to be both hearer and doer of his word. Let us rise right now and respond with this song, Facing an Unfinished Task. Yeah.
Church with all eyes closed. Church with all eyes closed, let us respond to God in prayer. We built God's church because no other name except Jesus Christ that can save the world. This is how amazing God's church and how powerful the gospel is. And today, if it's your desire to respond to God, to play your part and to ask God to strengthen you, to finish strong, to not just start well but finish strong, with all eyes closed, can I invite you to raise your hand to respond to God, not to respond to me, but to respond to God because when the word of God is preached, God demands a response. Father, I want to bless my brothers and sisters here who are raising up their hands, not in strength, but in weakness. They want to play a part. They want to build your church together. They want to remain faithful to your calling and bring light to the nations. They want to start here in Covenant EFC. So wherever they are, may you fill them with your spirit. May you heal them of their pain. Give them a love for you, to love you with all their heart, soul and mind. Give them a love for your imperfect church. Help them to love the body of Christ again, to serve one another and bring glory in Singapore and in the nations to your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word, and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811, or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.